Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, good to have you with us for a final hour of power here on this Football Friday on the Team 980. It is driven by your local Honda dealer. Experience power, performance, and ruggedness with Honda. See your local Honda dealer. We'll get back to the calls. My rant on the commander's team name, which, again, is so insignificant, and I'm so thankful Josh Harris said it last night. We'll get into our picks and everything more, but joining us right now, he was on the call for Westwood One Sports last Thursday, Thanksgiving, in Dallas for the commanders and the Cowboys. And, of course, you know him from all of his great work at NFL Network as their lead draft analyst for so many years. And then the Las Vegas Raiders general manager. It is Mike Mayock, and he's with us here on the BetQL Guest Hotline. Mike, it's Chris Russell here in D.C. Great to have you again. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, Chris. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Hope, uh, you know, I've been down to Jerry's World a couple of times for Thanksgiving. That is a pretty good spread, right? I mean, if you got to be away from the family, not a bad place to be in Jerry's World. You know, people keep telling me that. And uh, last week, I spent the entire pregame on the field just kind of talking to coaches and players. And uh, two years ago in 21, when, when I was with the Raiders, for some reason, they didn't really offer us too much. Uh, and, and we had a big game that day. We won a football yes, game. And it helped propel us to the playoffs. And so I, I love going to Jer- Jerry's World. I, I enjoy that place. Uh, you know what? I forgot about all that. And, you know, see, here's the difference, Mike. You're you're thin and athletic and, and, and good looking. And I'm, well, just the opposite. So I look for the food while you actually do work. You know, see, that's the thing. <laughs> I don't know about any of that stuff, Chris. (laughs) But I appreciate you joining us. Happy Thanksgiving, obviously, to you uh, and your family. So um, we know that it wasn't a pretty show for the Commanders. They they were feisty. They hung in there. Um, You know, I guess the game was somewhat in reach until the fourth quarter. But, Mike, what did you walk away before we even get to Jack Del Rio and everything else? What did you walk away from when you saw the Commanders last Thursday in person? It just kind of reinforced what I had seen on tape throughout the year. And, um, you know, offensively, they can move the football. They're a volume pass team. They drop back to pass 45 to 50 times a game. He's going to, Sam Howell's going to get sacked four or five times. He's going to get hit a lot. He does a nice job extending some plays and making plays down the field. They got pretty good skill position offensive players. Um, offensive line, I think, needs 
to, to continue to work on that with some youth and draft picks. Um, defensively, it's it, it's frustrating because if you watch them the week before against the Giants, they gave up eight chunk plays of mm-hmm. over 20 yards, and they've done that all year. Mm-hmm. And there's been a, a, a lack of communication on the back end, which leads to big plays. And, you know, I mean, to your point, Chris, it should have been 14 to 10 at half. Mm-hmm. You know, Dallas gets the ball, and they go five plays, yep. 75 yards in about a minute 10. Mike, that sequence and, drove me crazy right there. I'm so uh, glad you hit on that. I mean, Tolbert catches balls for like plus 24 and yep. plus 31. <laughs> yeah, He's yeah. the third third yeah. or fourth guy. Yes. Um, I, it's frustrating. Um, Brandon Cooks catches a 31-yard touchdown pass in the first half yep. where he was effectively bracketed. He, he was double teamed. Yeah. Um, those kind of things frustrate me, especially when preventable. So, um, you know, instead of 14 to 10, they miss the extra point mm-hmm. going to halftime at, at 20 to 10, and you force them to punt the first two times. Yep. But your offense does nothing, and sooner or later the dam's going to break, and it did. And it got sloppy on offense, and, you know, the pick six happened, and, you know, there have been pick sixes the last two weeks and four interceptions. And, you know, so there's there, – there, it just kind of reinforced to me that they're an inconsistent football team. They do some things well, um, but they're, they're frustrating also. Uh, I, I think that's tremendous analysis. I'm so glad you hit on that sequence because I was screaming about that earlier in the week and nobody nobody wanted to listen to me. Um, but that, that to me was where that game uh, turned around, so I'm so glad somebody like you said that uh, and we see eye to eye on that. Um, does that surprise you when you think of a Ron Rivera coach team, uh, then a Jack Del Rio coach defense, uh, whatever you think of Eric Bieniemy? does it surprise you that – you know, they're so inconsistent, not only last Thursday, but throughout the year, and they're so Jekyll and Hyde up and down. And quite honestly, Mike, you know this, they can move the football, and then they just shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah, it it does surprise me. Um, you know, I, I've known Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio for a lot of years, and they're, they're both good football men. Um, I think they're dealing with, you know, this ownership issue, and I'm not in that building, and I had to deal with my own issues mm-hmm. with the Raiders. And and I can tell you, outside things do affect your team. Mm-hmm. You know, they really do. Um, and I don't know to what extent the ownership change has or hasn't affected the coaches and players. I do know that, you know, I'm, I'm surprised that defensively they played the way they played this year. Um, that surprises me. Um, the inconsistencies on offense surprised me a little bit. Um, I think you're trying to figure out who that quarterback is. Is he the guy? I mean, that's a really important question. Right. Um, so heading into the season, that, that's something you wanted an answer to. So it, it's really hard to answer your question when you're not in the building. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that when there's something hanging over your head, like a new owner who's probably, you know, in quotes, probably – going to make sweeping changes uh, that affects coaches, players, families, wives, children, everybody. Sure. And, and that's a hard cloud to play under. Now I'm not, I'm not abdicating any one of anything that that's part of what you do for a living. So, uh, but I do think that that part of the inconsistencies are affected by things outside of the building. 
Former Raiders general manager and NFL Network lead draft analyst Mike Mayock with us. Of course, doing great work with Westwood One Sports, which you can hear regularly on both 106.7 The Fan and here on the Team 980 through the primetime package, was on the call of the Commanders and Cowboys last Thursday uh, for Thanksgiving. Um, so so with the next logical step would, would be, Mike, asking you your eval of Sam Howell, both after what you saw in person last Thursday, what you knew about him throughout the year, uh, and what you knew about him and thought about him in the draft process. Yeah, it's. I still think the grade is incomplete. Um, you know, I did three or four of their game tapes and prep for the game last week. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mentioned earlier, you see good things um, and, and some bad things. He's a young quarterback. It's year two. He was, what, a fifth-round pick, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um you know, when I watched him at North Carolina, I, what I was really impressed with was he didn't have much of an offensive line in his last year there. He took a pounding and just hung in there and ran the ball uh, more than I think he wanted to uh, for the betterment of the team, to help the team win. And the, the sense I get from people around the commanders is that uh, players and coaches are all in with this kid just because – He's tough, and he works hard, he he's smart, and it matters to him. Mm-hmm. And those are all really important things at the quarterback position. You know, the, the next level of importance is how talented is he really? Is, you know, is he ever going to be a franchise quarterback, a top five, six, seven guy in the league? That's hard. You know, that's really hard to get there. And the, the, for me, do I think he's a franchise quarterback today? No. Do I think he has a chance to be? I, I doubt it. You know, I does he, can he be a, a solid quarterback in the NFL? He probably can. And keep in mind, if there's only five, six, seven franchise guys, that next level of guy, there's, there's another level where there's six or seven guys in that, that grouping. You can win Super Bowls with those guys. You just have to be a little more talented as a team. So, you know, what you're really looking for is, is, is Sam Howell a top 12 or 13 or 14 quarterback we have the potential to get into that conversation because if, if the answer is no, then you got to be looking elsewhere. Right. Which brings us of course, to what they could be looking at in the draft, which is maybe a top five pick. And you're sitting there with Caleb Williams and Drake may. And, and one of the things I wanted to ask you, do you, are you still breaking down like the inordinate amount of tape that you used to in your prior role? And then obviously in your, your, in your prior two roles, I should say NFL network. And then the Raiders, are you still doing as much as you used to do? Or have you dialed it back a little bit? How up are you on, uh, you know, the, you know, Drake may, and obviously the quarterback class coming out with Caleb Williams and, and all of that stuff. I've got a pretty good feel for mm-hmm. what I would say is about the top 100, top 120 mm-hmm. prospects in this draft where I've, I've done a lot of tape work. And um, I think Caleb Williams and Drake May are both clearly intriguing. Um, you know, Bo Nix looks like a different guy than he did at Auburn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Penix, I watched tape of him last year and I thought, ah, he's a pretty talented guy. He's had all these injuries, but not all that accurate. And, and consistent, and then I've done three or four tapes this year. I'm like, wow, this, this kid's—he's got a big arm, uh, and I feel like has done a great job with that Washington team this year. Yep, and he's—he's he's in the conversation now. So I—it's a pretty intriguing quarterback class this year, depending on ultimately who ends up coming out. 
Mike Mayock is with us of Westwood One Sports on the BetQL guest hotline. Of course, former Raider GM, former NFL Network lead draft analyst, uh, and nice enough to spend time with us uh, here in so many questions. Um, so I, I, I wanted to ask this and kind of connect it with what you were just answering. You know, part of uh, part part of the draft evaluation, as you know, Mike, over the years personality, character, work ethic, the the stuff that's harder to identify and really know about a kid has become such a big deal over the years. How difficult was that for you in whatever role you were working in at the time? Again, Raiders, NFL Network, now, in terms of identifying that stuff beyond just what your road scouts are telling you? Yeah, I, I think... Um, if you're talking about the quarterback position, the answer is a little bit different mm-hmm. because that guy's the face of your franchise. And there's got to be a deep dive done on anybody that you're thinking of taking in the first round at that position. And that deep dive has got to be comprehensive. And basically, you need to buy off of everybody in the building from the owner through the GM and head coach, the quarterback coach, the coordinator. That That's a pretty intense conversation. If you're talking about generically throughout the draft at every position – um, it's still important because I think uh, basically I think in most buildings, the GM kind of has to set the tone as to what is acceptable and what isn't when you start talking about work ethic and any kind of off the field issues a kid may have had. Mm. And you start talking about, are you, are you going to devalue a player on your board? Or are you going to take a player off your board? Are you going to push a player up slightly because he fits everything you like and he's a foundation type kid. And Chris, if we had three hours, it would be a hell of a conversation. But but right now, it's hard to go much deeper than that. Yeah, no, I I, I completely understand because I'm, I'm I'm so intrigued by that process. I mean, you know, I, I've obviously worked around you know, Mike Shanahan and and AJ Smith and and guys like that and and Kyle Smith and have learned a lot from them. But even they would tell you, you know, they don't have it all figured out. You know, Jay Gruden was yep. widely regarded as a very good talent evaluator when he was the head coach here. And it's hard to figure that out. So I totally understand. Speaking of which, um, I did want to ask you this, Mike. After the run with the Raiders, which you mentioned, uh, and, you know, of course, everybody knows who you are and how much football knowledge and how much passion runs through your veins. Do you want to do that again? Or was that a bad enough taste in your mouth that you're like, nope, I'm good? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, you know, it's an intriguing question. And um I, I wouldn't use a bad taste in my mouth at all because uh, basically we inherited a four-win team and three years later we had 10 wins mm-hmm. and we're in the playoffs. And, 
you know, Cincinnati went to the Super Bowl that year, and we right. had them on the nine yard yes. line, four shots, tie the game, and get yes. to overtime. So, yep. I think Coach Rich Basaccia, who was the interim head coach mm-hmm. that year, I think he and I felt like we had that thing going in the right direction. Yep. And I really do believe that had Mark Davis kept Rich Basaccia on, if if he kept Rich. I think that franchise would be in a completely different place today. Mm-hmm. And and that's how highly I feel about Rich Passaccia. So that that's kind of a segue to say that, you know, we felt like we were getting that thing turned around. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think the second part of it is, you know, what, what do I want to do again? I, you know, I'm 65 years old. I love being around the sport. Um, I think it's a younger man's game at this point. And the only way I could even look at anything would be if it was in, in, in the right situation with the right people. It, it's just you spend so much time in that building and so much energy and it takes so much out of you that it would have to be the perfect situation just to kind of take a step back and say, hey, I, I want to do this again. Yeah. No, people don't realize it. And it's why I, I often, you know, defend coaches and, and executives as much as I do. You know, it's a lot of hundred hour weeks. And hundred hour weeks might be light sometimes, you know. Um, I mean, you know that better than it. Uh, anyone. Mike Mayock with us here on the BetQL guest hotline on the Team Nine Eighty and the Odyssey app. Um, I wanted to circle back, if you don't mind, uh, to the Cowboys, the other team that obviously was part of that last game that you called on Westwood one uh, last Thursday, and we saw them again last night, and it was a shootout with Seattle. Do you walk away going, this is a different Dallas team than any other Dallas team we've seen recently? And and those teams won 12 games, Mike, as you know, in the regular season in each of the last two years. Or is it about the same? Or is it just slightly better? How do you, how do you kind of crystallize the Cowboys? I think from a talent perspective, they're in the top five teams in the NFL. Um, from an overall talent perspective, I think their quarterback is playing at a much higher level than he did a year ago, especially with the turnover turnovers, excuse me. Um, I do think that they're about to get, they started their kind of murderer's row on their schedule last night. Mm -hmm. And we're going to know a heck of a lot. They play five consecutive playoff teams and then finish with Washington, I believe. Yep. Uh, So we're going to find out a lot about these guys over the next five weeks. Um, And again, with Dak playing the way he is, with that, that number 11 on defense, who uh, I played for the Giants with a guy named Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> and I don't say this lightly at all, because Lawrence Taylor um, made people rethink how they played defense right. in, in that era. Um, I think number 11 for the Cowboys is as talented as LT and has a chance to make the same kind of difference if he has the work ethic and, and can hang in there and stay healthy, he's special. Yeah. And everything they do defensively starts with him. I mean, he's unbelievable. And, uh, you know, that kid, Deron Bland, on the back end, it was interesting to watch how Seattle attacked him mm-hmm. a little bit last night. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that they came back and they won a game that they should win, and have I bought in 100% of them yet? No. I mean, they, they beat a team that's now 6-6 six and six at home. Um, but we're going to find out in the next four weeks where they are. And, and I think Philly and San Francisco play on Sunday, and I think they're the two best teams in the conference, if not the entire league. Uh, and in the AFC, you know, there's five teams with winning records outside of the top four that are, you know, leading their divisions. Right. And, you know, if I was anybody, I'd be worried about Baltimore and Kansas City also. I, I, so I think Philly, 
San Francisco and Dallas are really intriguing. Detroit, watch out for. And I think in the AFC, Baltimore and Kansas City are a handful for anybody. Uh, I got a million other questions for you, but I don't want to keep you too long. So I really appreciate your time that you've given us, Mike Mayock, with us, Westwood One Sports. But I did actually, uh, you mentioned Philly, San Francisco. Obviously, that's the game Sunday. Um, you know, Philadelphia has been starting slow, but resilient. You know, the, the whole deal. San Francisco, as long as they're healthy, seems like uh, a complete juggernaut. But I did want to ask you a question about, um, you mentioned Detroit there for a second. If, you know, as a as a GM and as a football guy that you are, if you were having to hire a new head coach, what would you be looking for in that new head coach? And would his name be Ben and Johnson? <laughs> I, I gave you and and I, I, I ask you that kind of sort of tongue-in-cheek because, you know, so, uh, friends of mine who do a competing show uh, here in the company, I mean, that's the only name on their list. And I'm like, nah, you know what? Listen, like Ben Johnson's great and all, but, you know, we can consider somebody else. Well, look, I mean, again, I'm an old school guy, and I went through the fire with Rich Passaccia. Mm-hmm. and. Nobody's going to hire him because he's a special team right. guy, and that's the biggest joke, biggest joke I've ever heard in my life. Because to answer your question, the most important thing you look for in a head coach is leadership, and some of that's getting lost with everybody scrambling to find the next young offensive genius. And you know who's the next Sean McVay? Mm-hmm. That, that's really what every owner out there is looking for. And uh, I think you got to take a step back sometimes. And, and look at who is a leader of men. That's what Dan Campbell's doing. Dan Campbell's a freaking leader of men. I mean, that's why they're eight and three right now. He and their GM, are to- uh, Brad Holmes, are, are they're joined at the hip. They're making good personnel decisions, but that team buys into mm-hmm. their head coach, just like our team bought into Rich Passaccia. Right. And I don't care how much you know about offensive football and you're 32 years old and, you know, all those things are great. I mean, there's a guy in Houston right now that's doing a great job, Bobby Slowick. Yep. You know, I worked with Bobby really for, yeah, I worked with Bobby and his dad for crying out loud here in Washington. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So my point is no disrespect to any of those guys, Ben Johnson or Bobby Slowick or any, they're all, and, and they, the next Vince Lombardi might be one of those two guys. But, you know, you ask me point blank who my guy would be, and I'm not going to lie, it would be Rich Passaccia. That's not going to happen, but that's who it would be. You know, I, I I love Rich too. I mean, I, I got a thing for special teams coordinators. I got to be honest with you. And what you guys did down the stretch, I mean, we were, we, you know, of course, big football fans. We were just chirping about the leadership and the grit and the and 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 then you guys get let go. I I, I was I was just befuddled. And and you see how it's worked out. And I'm not just saying this because you're on the air with us, but I mean, you see how it's worked out for the Raiders. You know, so much like you said is put on the hot shot offensive young mind and thing and I'm not saying McDaniels is young but you know what I'm talking about and yet we forget about what works in today's NFL what works in today's NFL is the same as what worked 40 years ago mm-hmm. and the schemes change the offenses change the defenses change but you can buy scheme you can go out and get a great coordinator and buy scheme you can go out on either side of the ball and buy scheme but if you're not a natural leader of men who will follow you regardless of of how bad things get in your building, 
it can get dark in every one of the I'm going to give you a quote that a guy gave me 25 years ago. He was one of the better coaches in the history of the NFL. And I asked him, how many teams do you worry about on an annual basis? He said, Mike, probably five, six, maybe seven. I said, why so few? And he said, because the other 25 will eliminate themselves. Mm. And I've never forgotten that. And it's very true. And that's both on Sundays and in the offseason. When you're making personnel moves and drafts, you eliminate yourself. And I think there's something to maturity. There's something to getting the leader of men. There's something to making sure that your, your owner, your head coach, your GM are all on the same page and you all have a common vision. So I think everybody gets carried away with the individual names. And I get it. It's great for television. It's, you know, it's great for the radio. It's great for everything. But at the end of the day, there's got to be a shared vision amongst the key people in the building. And then the hard part is going out and establishing that on a daily basis. And if you do a good job, then it's called culture. And that's what you're looking for, the right culture in your building. Now, I know you can't say this, but I'm going to start the campaign. Mike Mayock for Commander's GM, baby. How about that? No, 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 no. You already have two quality football guys. I know. I know. Yeah, but they're not going to be – you know this. They're probably not going to be here, Mike. That's the problem. And and you know that I won't be either, so Uh, it's all good. That's that's fair. All right, I can can say Mike Mayock because you're a genius. How about that? No, I'm not any of that. I just – I had a dad that was a coach, and I loved the game, and – it's uh, I'm very passionate about trying to do it the right way. Well, I appreciate you either way, wherever you are. Uh, you've been very good to me so far uh, in, in the year or so that we've had you on a couple of times here. Uh, and today was terrific, uh, of course, as always. And best of luck moving forward. Hope we get a chance to catch up real soon. My pleasure. Always, always enjoy it, Chris. Thanks, man. There you go. That is Mike Mayock of Westwood One Sports. Thanks to uh, Mike, E.B., and Howard Denneroff for setting that up uh, and coordinating that. I drove them crazy over the last week and a half to get that done. So Mike Mayock, thanks to him as well uh, from Westwood One Sports. That was awesome. You just heard what he had to say about possibly I was trying to start the campaign. He said, no, not going to happen. You know, And I understand he doesn't want to infringe on Martin. Listen, Martin Mayhew and Marty Herney are, are two good personnel men. It just hasn't worked out enough. Same thing with Ron Rivera. Just hasn't worked out enough. Has not worked out enough. Time to take a timeout. We'll come back for a final round of phone calls right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.